Hello and welcome to another episode on Accessible Airways on Caesars W90.9 FM. This program is dedicated to the education and exploration of disabled life. Giving voice to the life and experience of people with disabilities. We cover a wide array of issues and disabilities. We are people who discuss issues we are passionate about. And topics we are interested in. We show how disability is in, in the, the mind, mind of the beholder. Hello, and I'm Adam Cairns, your host for this episode. I am interviewing Jody Green. She is the coordinator of the Judaic Outreach and Community Inclusion, and also she is responsible for the management of the Tamir Choir. We Today, we discuss about the Amir Choir out of Ottawa, and this episode is part one of two series. Hello, Jody. Could you tell us about the Tamir Choir? I, I'll just start with the history because there's kind of two parallel histories um, that are worth mentioning. So I work for an organization called Tamir, T-A-M-I-R. Um, and we support adults with developmental disabilities uh, and autism. And we were started uh, over 40 years ago by a mom who had a son with a developmental disability. And at the time, the conventional wisdom was to put him in an institution. And they said, this is this is not what I want for my son. This is not the life that I want for my son. Um, at the time, group homes were a new and sort of up and coming very modern way of supporting people with developmental disabilities. And so she started making phone calls to other parents she had encountered and said, listen, I want to start a group home for my son. What about your children? Like, could would you be interested? And the answer was yes. And so Tamir was founded 42 years ago um, with three individuals living together in a home in the Westboro neighborhood of Ottawa, which uh, at the time and continuing today was a very Jewish area. Uh, all the families at the time were Jewish. And then about 37 years ago, uh, Tamir came under the auspices of MCCSS, uh, which is the Ministry of Community, Children's and Social Services, uh, and is a public institution. So we currently support people from all backgrounds, all religions, all faiths, all cultures, although we have a mandate uh, to support the Jewish community uh, and to maintain Jewish culture and values sort of as our core, at our core. About 25-ish years ago, so well before my time, um, the executive director of Tamir at the time met with a new cantor that had just moved into the area and came up with the idea to start a choir for people with developmental disabilities. You know, at that time, going back that many years, inclusion uh, looked different than the way we think of inclusion today. And so having a choir that would perform in public venues like any other group would perform at the time was considered inclusion. Uh, yeah. And the cantor's name um was Daniel Ben Lolo. He is no longer in Ottawa. He's actually gone back to Montreal and he started a, a new choir there. So if you're looking for choir perspectives, um, he has a, his another choir there, um, but our choir still continues, um, you know, even in his absence. And they started this amazing group and it was, um, they do a 
they they have always done and continue to do a lot of Jewish music mixed in with every other kind of music. They've done they do rock, they do other holiday favorites from other cultures and backgrounds. They do songs in Hebrew, they do songs in English, they do songs sometimes in Yiddish. Um, they've led services at synagogues. They have been to multicultural events. They have toured in Florida. They have toured around Canada. They have toured in Israel. Um, they've kind of been all over. They've performed at the Tulip Festival here. They've performed um, at the Holocaust, at Holocaust Remembrance Day. Um, many like nursing homes and long-term care facilities. Um, they've worked with other choirs and done sort of mixed choir performances. They, they do it all. Um, they're an amazing, amazing group. Um, they're super, super passionate. And that is sort of the number one criteria for entrance in the choir is passion and love of singing. Mm. Um, it's open to any adult. Um, the majority are adults with developmental disabilities. However, that is, we would be happy to have anyone from the community join the group. Yeah. Um, we are, not multi-generational in the sense that we have parents and children in the choir necessarily, but um, our youngest member is probably in their 30s and our oldest is in her 80s. So we do span a huge range of ages. Um, we have one couple who I, I'm hoping to get for the next interview for you who met through the choir and are engaged mm -hmm. and living together. Mm -hmm. um, and they're super super fun um and the choir having that foundation of a choir that could put disabilities out there as you know something not to shy away from or not to think any differently of launched other projects within Tamir. so for our 25th anniversary they did an inclusive performance performance of joseph and the amazing technicolor dreamcoat where they worked with an amateur um, theater troupe in the city and double cast every role. So every role was cast by someone from Tamir and someone from the troupe. And they split up the singing and they split up the acting and they split up the whole thing. Uh, and the whole performance was done as, you know, as a double cast role. And they did, I think, three performances and they were all sold out. Um, and it was brilliant. Still before my time, I've seen the the video of it, but I have not. I was not around to see the actual performance. Um, it also launched way, other ways of looking at inclusion. Um, Tamir in twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen did an inclusive fashion show where we worked with um, local fashion designers, local ish. Some of them came from Toronto, but um, reasonably local fashion designers um, to create fashions that fit every body, shape, size, ability, uh, whether they use mobility devices or not, however they walked, however they were, to make sure that that fashion fits everyone. Um, and there were professional fashion models and there were Tamir fashion models. And we spent huge amounts of time learning how to walk on a catwalk, uh, how to present fashion, how to be a model and they got up in front of an audience of over 500 people and strutted their stuff and they were brilliant both times and looked phenomenal and the smiles um i mean you can't even put it into words the excitement um i've never walked a catwalk personally so i can only imagine <laughs> how amazing that feeling was mm. for them 
Um, and the choir sang at both of those. So some of the choir members were also models that day. Um, and then they, the choir sang at both of the fashion shows. Uh, they partnered for the second one with Craig Cardiff, mm-hmm. who's a Canadian rock star. Uh, lovely, lovely guy. And they sang one of his songs with him on stage. Um, so they've worked with, you know, real rock and roll stars. Um, and they they continue. They mm. continue, um, you know, to be inspirational to the local community, to people within Tamir, to families. Um, we've partnered a few times with Propeller Dance Troupe, which is a local uh, dance troupe that uh, has both recreational and professional performance dance mm. troops, all for people with disabilities, all kinds of disabilities, whether mm. it be a developmental or a physical, all kinds of disabilities. Uh, you can Google them if you want to see some of their stuff. Um, and so we've done some partnerships with them mm. uh, during COVID, which was really neat, where we created some virtual choir videos to complement some of the themes of the performances that they were putting out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's launched into other, into other partnerships. Um, and they, they really have a name for themselves in the city of Ottawa. People know them and people, I get phone calls requesting their performances and requesting their attendance. Um, after Cantor Ben Lolo left the city, um, we had a, a choir director who didn't stay very long, but now we have a woman, her name is Rachel Eichster. Um, and she's been with us for two and a half years, I want to say, two years. Mm. Anyway, and she is phenomenal. And for for better or worse, the older people in our choir, um, when they were in school, were frequently, um, you know, sent, sent out to special classes or special this or special that, and unfortunately experienced uh-huh. firsthand discrimination against people with disabilities and have uh-huh. trauma and baggage around the discrimination they experienced when they were young. And the one thing they tell me over and over again about Rachel, our current conductor, is she treats us like everybody else. She doesn't talk to me like I have a disability. She doesn't talk to me like I'm any different from she is. She treats our choir like a choir. She expects us to have practice. She expects us to come prepared. She expects us to raise our level. Um, And, um, you know, of course, in today's day and age, that is the expectation, right? That that Mm. is the norm. And the way we should be treating people is like people. But for some of the, the people, for some of the singers, uh, they have these other experiences that shadow the way they see the world. And for them to be able to take so much pride in their choir and their conductor is is really special. And we're very lucky to have Rachel with us. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, how have the skill sets or people changed since starting the choir? And could you give an example? Hmm. So I've only been with the choir for three and a half years. So I'm not sure that I can answer that some of the people on the interview might have a better answer for that Mm. um i would say the skill set probably hasn't changed it's a love of singing and a desire to want to make music together that you know has founded and driven our choir since the beginning Mm. um and that is still what drives our choir um is the the love of coming together and making music um what was the second part of your question oh and like so what kind of skill sets or uh, or people have changed since starting choir? Like? Oh, how? Oh, and some example. Yeah, I don't know that it's it's changed so much. It's it's in a good way. 
you know. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, uh, you did mention the uh, that new Cantor that you mentioned. Uh, could you explain that to the listeners and maybe to myself? Sure. Oh, what is a Cantor? Yes, thank you. Sure. Um, a Cantor is a clergy person in the Jewish religion. Um, he or she works with the rabbi and they are responsible for, they are often professionally trained singers who are trained in the melodies and modes of our tradition, some of which are thousands and thousands of years old um, and are the keepers of our of the Jewish musical tradition and the transmitters of it to the next generation. So because they're professional singers, they are frequently also engaged with either synagogue choirs or with community groups and in other ways and try to bring music to all okay and i know you've been you just said you've been traveling to various many uh, venues in canada probably the u.s and israel any other places have you done performances as as, as cities countries or locally or i'm trying looking to forward to yeah i don't have all i want to say that they were maybe out in vancouver at one point definitely montreal they were definitely in Florida, mm-hmm. potentially New York, but I would want to confirm that. Let me let me make let me write that down <laughs> and try to get better answers. But uh, what travel arrangements and accommodations and support, like at these various venues, what kind of things do you have to look forward to uh, forward uh, to going to different cities, countries, or something like that? What kind of venues and arrangements do you have to go through? Yeah. So, I mean, the number one thing is to make sure that everyone's needs are met. All right. Whatever that looks like, whether that means we need to bring extra staffing, um, whether family members are coming, because not everyone who sings in the choir uh, is is an individual with Tamir. Uh, We are open to the community. And so we have community members. So uh, the support looks different depending on their unique circumstance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to make sure that that those needs are, are met, kind of like when you're traveling with any group. So we need to make sure that um, you know food is scheduled in at the appropriate times to make sure people's energy levels are kept good so that they're prepared for singing. Um, some people who may have mobility issues, um, making sure that seat appropriate seating is available. If a couple of our choir members are wheelchair users, so making sure that a space is appropriately left um, for them to A, be able to access the stage or singing area and B, that there isn't a chair where they're supposed to be standing, you know, where they're supposed to be placed um, mm-hmm. to make sure that everyone feels equal uh, in the group. Um, what else is that like? Yeah, that sounds like the, the your venues and your accommodations are very, very um, accommodating for people with disabilities from you know, in a wheelchair or you need to have, uh, uh, you know, something to, uh, you know, feed them with or to, mm-hmm. you know, get them motivated for singing in front of a large crowd. Yeah. Well, we make sure of it. We, it would, it would defeat the purpose of inclusion to go to an inaccessible venue. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you're trying to make sure you book the venue has everything you need for everyone with different disabilities from, you know, that's right. Physical, mental, all that. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Um, how often are the practices and, or rehearsals and how long are they? Currently, we practice once a week for an hour. 
Um, when we have a performance coming up, we could sometimes double that to two hours, um, you know, or add in extra rehearsals as needed. So make sure that we're prepared. Good. So you have an hour or two to practice the, the music that you're doing for the uh, recite um, for the recitals. Say again. I'm sorry. Oh, you're practicing for your concerts mostly, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Or sometimes it's just fun. Like right now, we're doing some Hanukkah and Christmas music. Um, we have rehearsal this week and then next week, and then we'll take a break, you know, until the new year. Um, so we're doing a lot of fun music. We don't have any performances coming up right now. We expect in the spring that we will. Mm. Um, so it's a chance to come together and socialize and make, make beautiful music. Mm -hmm. Are there any other choirs with, for uh, people with disabilities that you're aware of in other parts of Canada? So the only one that I know of offhand is the one that Cantor Ben Lolo started in Montreal when he relocated there. Mm. Um, I don't know of any, I'm sure there are, but I'm only sort of tapped into the Jewish choirs. I don't mm. believe there's one in Toronto. Mm. Um, I don't think Rina has one that I'm aware of. No, that would be the only one I know of off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. oh, that's fine. Um, if I was interested myself, uh, or in my, or the listeners are interested in joining the choir, how do I go about it? Great question. So first, um, be in Ottawa, please, because we're not virtual. We are live and in person. So if commuting is not, um, an option, then unfortunately this wouldn't be the best match for you, but <laughs> assuming you are relatively local, uh, send me an email. Tell me that you're interested. Uh, I will put you in touch with, with Rachel. We'll invite you to come to a rehearsal, see how you get on with the group, see how you enjoy the singing experience, and go from there. Awesome. And so they, they could contact you, or uh, how would they know? Uh, want to know more information about the choir? Again, to reach out to me uh, by email is the best. Mm. The phone number that I gave you is my personal cell, so please don't don't publish that. I won't. Well, <laughs> Thank you. I won't. But uh, like like a, let's say, about, what about your website? Do you have a website? There you go. Yep, Tamir.ca. We do have a website. There is information on the choir there. It should. I haven't checked that page in a while, but it should link back to me. But mm -hmm. Jody Green at Tamir.ca. Um, oh, cool. Uh, did we miss or like to add in this interview or want to kind of tell the listeners about or about the choir? Just that we we love what we do. We love singing. Mm -hmm. We love joining the community. And we're always looking for new members. Um, and we're always looking to find more people who enjoy the same things we do. Awesome. Like singing and uh, having fun. Mm -hmm. I got you. Thank you, Jody. That was no awesome. Problem. That was me talking to Jody Green on Zoom. And she's the coordinator of the Judaic Outreach and Community Inclusion. And she is responsible for the management of the Tamir Choir. We discuss the choir who runs out of Ottawa. For, for more information on the choir, you can go to tamir.ca. We're going to listen to Rebecca and the choir singing the song, The Lucky One. 
Nobody knows how I feel when I'm lying next to you. You take my pain away and make my world anew. You don't realize how lucky I am to have you in my life. I know that you'll be a part of me until the day I die. I'm a lucky one, the lucky one to call you mine. I'm a lucky one, the lucky one to be alive. I'm a lucky one. I'm the lucky one. Ooh, the lucky one. My heart beats a mile a minute every time that you're around. I love the way you whisper. It's such a perfect sound. You cast a spell over my soul and took away my fear. Even when you're far away, it seems like you are near. I'm the lucky one, the lucky one to call you mine. I'm the lucky one, the lucky one to call you mine. I'm the lucky one, the lucky one to be alive. I'm the lucky one, I'm the lucky That was Rebecca and the choir singing the lucky one. Thanks for listening to Accessible Airways on CCW 90.9 FM. If you missed any of our episodes, you can go to CCW.com or any other podcast apps. Hope you tune in for part two of this episode.